Yeah. I'm gonna go get it. No, we got we gotta talk about it. No, we gotta because mention even it. listeners don't want to fucking hear that. Why? Then right. us fucking eating on a goddamn podcast. No, no, we're not gonna eat on I the thought podcast. it was gonna be here earlier than that. Yeah, I thought it was material. Well, we can take a break. We can take a break. Yeah, let's start it and take a break. Because we'll <coughs> otherwise we're gonna get out later than we do. <laughs> yeah. Really yeah. You know, we'll get out later than we usually do. Yeah. You know. All right, well, then I'm going to swing my chair over. Swing the chair back over there. Just about to find the head of the blurry. All right, ready. That bitch pretty good. That's the official... Uh, that's the official start the sim- official sound? kickoff sound. Okay. It's like the NFL has their, their music. Yeah. <laughs> we have the tugboat horn, which is quite fitting for the... Uh, the Lighthouse Podcast, if you if you think about it. Are we going to do the Lighthouse Podcast? No, we don't. I don't know. Um, all right. That's weird. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> that just cracks me up. Every time I hear that, it's just it's just a funny sound. The fart sound. No, I got the better farts on my phone. Oh, do, do you, do you, can you, do you use it on a podcast? I got to go all the way up to the Oh, you really? Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, I, guess we, I guess we just roll it. Yeah, let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Here we are. We're back. Hey. We've been going for, hey for a few weeks. Hey so. And uh, hi, my name is Ted. Wrong way. Hi, Ted. Host. Hi, Ted. Here at the, um, at the V-Twin Cafe with uh, Brother Tim Bantu. Hello, my fellow patrons. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Absolute chaos. It's just nothing but chaos. And also here with uh, Chris the Joker, Rusty Nipples. And of course, our good friend from Bergen Harley Davidson, Mr. Justin Shoes. Shut the fuck up! Gentlemen, it's so good to see you all. It's been a while. It's good to see you. It's going to be seen. two weeks or three weeks? Uh, it's three weeks. Been three, yeah. It's been three. This is episode two twenty, by the way. Yes, wow. You were trying to get out of the country. Yep. The long way. Yeah, I, I did almost. I was ninety miles from Cuba. So uh, hey, if you want to think about it, he kind of technically did. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> I was out, out of, of Maine states. I was out of mainland United States. Yes, you were. But uh, we're we're all back now, and I've had a couple of interviews over the past few weeks to hold us over, and. Um, uh, let's do a little follow-up. So I had uh, I had an interview with Rick Antonson, the author of Route 66 Still Kicks, uh, an audio book that I listened to. And uh, if Route that 66 was, Still Kicks, that's the name. That was the name of the uh, the book, which he actually sent me an autographed copy. I of thought it, so. I thought they renamed that. It's not really there. What renamed what the book or the no uh, no, no Route 66? <laughs> no, it's still Route 66, but parts of it. It's not. It, it's put it this way. It's all there. You just. It shares numbers with other highways. Ah, that's just it. Yeah. That's it. So they all, don't call it Route sixty six anymore. No, no, no. They do. Parts. They they call in parts of it's called Old Route sixty six. Other parts it's called Route sixty six. But officially in nineteen eighty five, uh, Route sixty six was decommissioned. Uh, yeah, yeah, decommissioned. And yet, and yet they. St- that. Well, that'd be like saying, okay, look, Route eighty is no longer a route. Boom. It's just eighty, whatever you want to call it. But anyway. It's uh, they decommissioned it exactly. as a federal highway. So. <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, the book was fantastic. It was about um, Rick and a buddy of his, Pete, and they rode 
they decided to write a ride or sorry drive all the old sections of Route 66, and they did it in a Mustang. They got stuck in the mud, all kinds of stuff with it and everything. So it was very interesting. It was really, really great. But uh, it was actually the longest interview I've ever done. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Good. It was like a podcast. It was great. It was really great. It was wonderful to talk to him. So, uh, and that's Is he a motorcycle rider? No, he's not. He was, I think, only the third person that I've interviewed that doesn't ride a bike. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that was very. That good could man. be like uh, you know Disney Plus. It's Motorcycle Man Plus Plus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, you know the weather here. We're, here we are in the V Twin Cafe, and we're. Uh, it's cold and raining. It is very cold and raining, and uh, it's shitty. It's total fucking it's, shit. It's been crap. You know the weather here had went from warm weather straight to fucking winter, as Jersey always does. One day, it went twenty five degrees below. Bang. Didn't even, didn't even go slow. No, no, I didn't. Uh, it was it was stupid. There was no... Uh, I, was there an autumn? I don't think it was an autumn. No. no that was uh, last Tuesday. Yeah, that was last <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was last it Tuesday. literally went right into winter. Um, the day you left, uh, the weather just tanked. Actually, it had to be a couple of days, the day before, I think. Because the day I left... We'll talk about that in a moment. But the day I left, it was 42 degrees when I left. In the daytime? In the day. In the morning, wow. it was 42 degrees. Meanwhile, the day before, I think it was like 60 or in the 50s yep. or something like yep. that. Just like that, it went. Yeah. Bye-bye. So, we, I guess we kind of had an autumn. I guess we did. No, I think uh, Justin put it perfectly. <laughs> we One fucking day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have you guys been riding at all? Uh, I rode when I went and got new tires put on my bike. I'm up at Bergen. So, you got new tires. I rode up there. You want to know why? Because I had a split in the front tire. Oh, did you really? And I had a nail on the back tire. <laughs> what? I had to. I had the whole enchilada. Yeah. So you were screwed. Ooh, we should have gotten enchiladas. So you were screwed. No. Yep. Yeah. Literally. Literally. Enchiladas. When are we gonna have our Mexican podcast? That, well, I mean, I mean, fart podcast. We, we can get like we can get like Mexican food and, and we can get like Modelos and stuff. Tacos, man. Yeah. Tacos. I tell you, I, I, guilty pleasure. I like Taco Bell. Yeah. Who doesn't? Great. Mm. I don't know. Make them you, at home though. You work. You work in Kenilworth. Yeah. Have you ever eaten at Tonbo? Is that the one at the end of... Uh, to cross from the Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, on the corner of searching, uh, searching, Michigan searching. And, and Kenwood Boulevard? No, no. Oh, it's awesome. No. You got to eat that. I went to that Cuban joint at the end of uh, uh, Michigan, a by 22, right next to Blackstone. There's a Cuban joint. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, so... No, sorry. It's not next to Blackstone. Anyway. Anyway, um, but yeah, though, no, the weather's been like a little crap lately. I know, Tim, you're in it every day. <laughs> yeah, remind me. That's what I need. Do you well, remind me how shitty the weather um, is? It's just crap. Natalie from, uh, you know, uh, uh, John from Loud Pipes. Uh, Natalie, she she was the administrator for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. She is a letter carrier also. I'm sorry to hear that. And she, but of course, <laughs> of, yeah, of course she's, in, she's in North Carolina, so it's a totally different thing. Yes, much. Yeah. <coughs> um, but yeah, and I, f- I feel your pain, bro. I, oh, I, I can't say I understand. Well, See, I kinda, here's, here's, here's we, we talk about this at work. The people that are inside want to be outside. The people that are outside want to be inside. You got it. You got a point there because there are days I go like I would just like to be outside for you know just give me some give me some manual labor and send me outside for a while. Yeah, I know, but it's this opposite. Well, what's the hours now on the inside? Nine to five, right? For for inside people. Well, Diane starts at seven thirty. 
they started her with a two-hour lunch now. So she has what? to be there nine hours instead of eight. What? Or ten hours. They forced her. They, I mean, so they forced her into a, a two-hour lunch? Yep. Why? Why? So she gets. She has a two because they want to. Uh, oh, they want her there later in the day, or early. Both. Both. So oh. sure, her lunch is twelve to two. She starts at eight, same time I do, and then she stays until six thirty. Holy shit! Holy shit! Two hour lunch. Wow. Well, two hour lunch. Did she come home for lunch? Oh yeah. Oh, why not? Gonna come home and take a nap. Yeah. What the fuck? See, that's the problem. That's yeah. too long. No, that's you know. Get a couple games of PUBG, and that's what that yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> now, us, we'd get like 12 games of PUBG. Yeah, yeah. 12, 24 <laughs> at least. At least. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, the weather's been shit, so, you know. But, anyways. Yeah. Anyway, has anybody been riding? Barely. No. Have, you, haven't, you have not been riding? Is your bike to bed for the winter? Basically, I started it. <laughs> okay. Make sure it started. Mine's yeah. not to bed for winter, but, uh, you know, it's. I don't mind riding if it's cold but it's been cold and shitty yeah <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? yeah exactly like it's not like it's yeah. just it's been raw, cold it's raw, it's raw out That's yeah it and it's very like wet it's like like ah. it, it went from like you know 40s 50s at night to to teens and 20s yeah. it's stupid like yeah. it's it's not now they the the, the weather guessers have promised us a few days ago that it was going to warm back up into the 60s again Where? this week. Well, they lied. They lied because they I just lied. heard the weather. They changed Weather's it. Gonna, the rain's going to stop by tomorrow morning, yeah. but then it's not going to get really much higher than the top 40s. No. Well, uh, See, everybody out there listening has a different perspective from where they are. Yeah, of course. Oh, no, yeah, no, because no. people out in the They're Midwest saying, are probably like, like, 40s, we wish it was 40 years. Because yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. it's already minus 400 there. <laughs> and, uh, what was it? What was it? We are number three in Zimbabwe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're probably like 120 there. Can yeah. you lower the output? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Us. No, I heard a cold spell. It's 110. Yeah. 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 But I was like, That's when I was good. in California for New Year's a couple years back, um, I was watching the news and they were talking about this cold snap, and it was like in the '60s. And I'm like, "Fuck you!" Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, "Dude, 60s. seriously!" I'm like, "I'm walking around in a t-shirt, and people have like winter coats on." That's because like, they're not it, used to it. That's I'm looking why. at the weather back here in New Jersey, and it's like 10. Yeah, and I'm like, "It's a 50 degree swing." You know what it is? It's about the human condition because, like, yeah, when yeah. I when I went out to Vegas a few times, I saw people out there. It was like 70 at night. Fucking. Total T-shirt, fine with me. I saw the same thing. I saw people walking around with jackets on yeah. that live out there because that's not dude, 69, 70 was chilly. Right. Like, like Troy's down in Texas, and they uh, were talking about last week they had some temperatures in the 20s. Yeah, I know. What? Yeah. And temperatures in the 20s. Now, he's used to that. Yeah, so. Make, but he says you see people, they, they got the parkers on. They got these huge <laughs> clothes. And they're dressed on. They're not used to it. Now. It's cold. 20s is cold, but still. Well, yeah. I went fishing on Friday. On purpose? Ice fishing? Yeah. <laughs> well, when I left, I left my house at 4 in the morning. Okay, well. Uh, it was 28 degrees. There's your problem right there. It was 28 degrees right. when I got into my truck. I, I got a little tip for you, just so you know. The fish that are there at four o'clock in the morning, they're the same fish that are there at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so there's no need to do that. Interestingly enough, though, there, there's feeding time. Well, we can change that. Yeah, well, it, 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 it <laughs> somewhat no, it, does, but you know, no, you can't go, you can't go to a restaurant until it's open. That's why you go certain times. Because feed, sometimes, feeding times. Yeah. other times they they're, they're not, they're not care. Gonna yeah, no, they're not going to care. You're going to have to just throw so wine and do. We, uh, we actually did pretty well, but uh, it's funny. Um, 
later in the day, it got up into like the 50s. So when I was driving out, I had like layers upon layers upon layers upon layers. And then it was like, it got to the point where I was like just in a t-shirt because it was like right around 50. No, but I have, a, I have a contribution uh, for us oh. that I took specifically with you guys in mind. You, you have fish for us? You brought some fish back for us. You're having us over for a fish dinner. Oh, look at that. There you go. Barnegat. That's Barnegat Lighthouse, right? I took oh, a picture of the lighthouse for the there lighthouse go, podcast. Oh, awesome. <laughs> the Barnegat Lighthouse. That's all right. Whose boat is that? That's my buddy uh, Joe's. Oh, uh, cool. How big yeah. is it? Is it 25? 28. Really? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Cuddy? Is it Cuddy? Yeah. Oh, nice. Perfect. It's awesome. Beautiful. And? And? Came home with that little guy. Get the hell out of here. What'd no, how many pounds wow, is that? Wow, that's nice. Just over twenty-two. Damn, Damn. you're gonna eat that for a few weeks. Yeah, I haven't ate, I haven't cut into it yet. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. We hooked up to sixteen. Uh, well, sorry, hooked up to seventeen, but actually caught sixteen, kept two. Wow. wow, nice, nice. So this is the fishing lighthouse podcast. You're right. Today, yeah, pizza will be here shortly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This the, is the waiting for pizza podcast. It'll get the, here when the, it's fuck when we're done. The fish pizza podcast, right? That's, that's anchovy uh, pizza. Because oh. we know we know it's very hard. Pizza is very very hard to make. It's yeah. Extremely hard. It, it's, it well, is. It's a very long time to cook. And you know, it's especially so, when you're ice fishing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's you know, and we are so far from the pizza place. Yeah. It's amazing. How many? There's like several toll booths he has to go through, and at least four or five guests. Yeah. Mile and a half. Well, you know far, what? You know what's man. probably screwing us up? Not only is it dinner time, but it's raining. So everybody's probably doing it. He might even hit a traffic light on the way. He might hit a traffic light. Maybe. Maybe. Did you call him? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, I was, he, 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 he ordered the pie, what, uh, yesterday? It was yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah. An hour, an hour ago. Still, yeah. Wow. He I'll tell you what, though. Pizza. He walked out of the place and dropped all three. Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh, see, yeah that one, that's it. <laughs> I bought the insurance. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> You're like, like, you're like three fucks behind, by the way. <laughs> Am I really? Uh, okay, well, we're just hey, uh, there, there. Good thing you're not riding. There's deer to fuck everywhere. Dude, now. I know. Oh, my God. When I, I had... came back from Bergen that day. Oh, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, man. I was fucking coming up the highway, and I must have passed about like a fucking five, like, gaggles of them. A gaggle? Gaggle. A gaggle? <laughs> Is that an official word? A gaggle? Because I, a gaggle yeah, over there? You know what? God forbid if I hit one because you're going to fucking hear about it. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It's, oh, my God. It's running season yeah, now. And then you're going to hear about somebody murdered a whole shitload of deer. <laughs> The ones that didn't even hit me. I'm just going to run off. A mass shooting. All of them. <laughs> you're going to hear a mass shooting of deer. Westfield man <laughs> kills 2,700 deer. I had one. I'm walking, and I had one because it's running season. I had oh, a deer. you gotta watch that. Yeah. That's dangerous. Because the one, males will come after yeah, so, And so the males were smelling the ground. This one was right on me, saw me, started walking right at me, staring at me. No, no, he no, wanted no. to fuck me. Did you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he did. He wanted to fuck you, is what he was gonna do. And I was don't like, I, I started, ba- I started backing up. I started backing up. And I said, oh, you, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, so instead, so now instead of mace, you need to carry around How fart spray. How long that season? Uh, fart spray. You carry around fart spray, they'll never come near you. Here's the funny thing is that that day, a guy at work gave me some uh, venison jerky. Yeah, oh, I was eating venison. So they're, they're, so they're hunting you yeah, down no, is what they're that's doing. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, yeah, they're like, there's that asshole. A, that yeah. son of a bitch killed my uncle. <laughs> We're going to take care of him. Wow. You want, to, uh, want to do some binnet? Let's do some binnet. Some business. Some binnet. All right. That's uh, Motorcycle Man Podcast is brought to you by Tobacco Motorwear, producing the 
greatest Kevlar lined selvage riding jeans you will ever find for men and women. Not only that, they have just released a brand new Riveter riding shirt. You can get that now for get it right in time for Christmas. Make underwear. Uh, you want riveted underwear? Ew! Riveted Kevlar lined like underwear. Kevlar. Just riveted how bad Kevlar. are you farting? <laughs> Is it that bad that you need Kevlar lined underwear? So yes, for uh, get yourself some uh, Kevlar lined uh, pants. The California riding shirt, which is absolutely kick-ass, beautiful shirt. I have one. Chris has one. Yes. We wear them when we ride. They're great. Uh, they're be- literally for men and women. And you can accessories, shirts, hats, whatever you want. They have it. Tobacco motor. Make sure you call them up. Tell them the motorcycle men sent you. Place an order. Use that coupon code MOTOMEN when you Do are it. ordering. Do it. Don't be a dope. All right. And also, uh, let's do uh, Shinko Tires. Uh, next time you need tires for your bike, make sure you think of Shinko and get those Shinko tires on your bike. For any kind of motorcycle you ride, they have them. Whether you're dirt, yeah. dual sport, cruiser, Harley Davidson, whatever you want, they got them. So you make sure you do that. If not, the only place you can do it is go to Bergen Harley Davidson and tell Justin put tires on my bike. Yeah. And he will do it. And because it will, the wheels on the bike go round and round. Been there, done right. that. And Justin also washes your bike, too, when the tires are getting done. They polish it. They touch it. Take care. And, it, he'll even, <laughs> and put nipples on it. And he'll even give you a reach around if you're really good. Yeah. <laughs> Motorcycle Men supports David's Dream and Believe Cancer Fund, a uh, place where all your money goes to the people who actually need it. So... Uh, if you really want to help out and help the families who need that cash, these are people who are going through the issues and trials and tribulations of those who are suffering with cancer, that shitty disease. All right, All right we'll get more later. So that's it for now. Oh, by the way, Ted, happy Veterans Day. Thank you very much, sir. You I weren't really here appreciate that. Time. I was not here at the time. Yes, yes. happy Veterans Day. Well, thank you. Is that actually a happy surprise, I guess? I guess. I don't, I don't think you do. Is that the proper thing to say? Well, you thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Thank you for service day. So, thank you for service day. All right. You can stop that now. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you want to just get to some news right away while we go? Uh, yeah. Okay. I like news. News is good. Uh, actually, the, 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 the biggest. I don't have that time. Well, for, let's start with the little thing. Let's start with the little thing. Uh, in the Battle of the Kings competition, Harley Davidson, uh, sorry, Bergen Harley Davidson did not win. It's a sad day here. And what? They didn't win what? They didn't win the uh, Battle of the Kings competition that Harley-Davidson was running. And the uh, dealership that won was Laidlaw's Harley-Davidson. They won the uh, Battle of the Kings competition. We took a non-existent second place. Uh, are you sure? Well, in America. In America. So they uh, they created this, uh, I guess it's. it kind of looks like that. What was that bike that they produced? Is that the bike there? Yeah, that's the one that they produced. Right there. Yeah. You get a bigger picture of it? Yeah, I can. Let's do this. Post this on the website, of course, people. Yeah. It kind of looks like uh, that uh, kind of like that dual. Yeah, the tour glide. That's exactly what it looks like. It's a road glide, right? No, actually, it's a. uh, I think that's the. Is that the breakout that they did that to? Uh, Or is it the sport glide that did that to? Why does it look like a road glide? Because they turned it into like a tour glide. Do you remember before the road glide was the road glide? It was called the tour glide. That was way back when. Yeah, that's basically what. When it was back. yeah, oh, that was basically back then. I, I do like the paint on it. It's yeah, nice they put the orange, uh, the whole the orange, orange on But there. congratulations to Laidlaw's. And as you know, Laidlaw, nice Laidlaw does the uh, cool uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get to that soon. And um, also, uh, in other more news, uh, well, we're going to talk about that. But uh, 
well, you want to, we'll just we'll just pause now and go to our pizza. Sure. All right, we'll be back in just a few minutes. We're going to have some pie, and then uh, because we don't want to eat in your ear because we know that pisses people off. So when we come back, we're going to have a lot less energy. We're right. going to yes. be lethargic. And, yes, and it's going to be the and sleep. We're going to fall asleep. Sleepy yeah. food we're coma be podcast. Exhausted. So hopefully you enjoyed it up until this. And there will be a lot of farting noises to come. All right, so yeah. we'll, we'll be right back. All right. Off to the way, guys. It was, it was ran by Ted Nugent. <laughs> I tell you, it was pretty cool. Guns and guitars? Guns and guitars. Nice. They had some nice guitars there, too. Things you don't see. They had, they had an acoustic with a tremolo bar. Huh. Made by Gretsch. Interesting. All right, don't forget to hit record. Done. Recoolade? Cool. All right, we're and eating. we're back from pizza. <laughs> we're done eating. Hey. <laughs> all right, yeah, so we're done, we're done eating pizza. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we're gonna yep. take a nap. Motorcycle man, nap time. <laughs> Here, let me get the coma out of me. <laughs> <laughs> What I'm gonna do is, uh, as an interlude, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna play the sound. Whatever. Yes. All right. So where were we? Before we were, we were rudely interrupted by food in our mouth. Food. Um. Well, let's bring up the big thing. The big. The big news. I, I guess you guys are aware. Harley Davidson announced at the ICMA show in Milan. Oh yeah. About the two brand new motorcycles that they will be bringing out to the public in 2020 dun, 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 dun. next August. So we're looking forward to hearing that, seeing that. Um, and I guess, Justin, as you know, you got you guys probably got a lot of uh, great vibes from that. But we got the Pan America Adventure Bike, which will be out uh, next year. I'm interested to see that in real life. And the Bronx, which was previously known as the Street Fighter, but it is now called the Bronx. Harley Davidson Bronx. It is a basically a naked sport bike, kind of sort of, and um, that's going to be released. And it is, I, th- I mean, I watched the video of the. Did they release uh, price points? No. no. And that's the thing. This is where the big contention is coming in. Everybody, especially when it comes to the the Bronx, everybody's saying that that bike needs to come in between ten and twelve for it to be competitive. Yeah. I'm saying you're going to see it between about sixteen to. Uh, 14 to 16. Yeah, you want to know why? Because you're talking about the competition of the other makers that have been making those kind of bikes forever. Yeah, right. And they're well known. Yeah, you know, that's why you got to come ta- in And better. I'm talking about Honda and Yamaha. Yep. They got their... They Everybody, got their... You know, but they every, got yeah. their... No, but they have their gold... You know their gold level uh, bikes that everybody knows about. You know, in fact, it's you know, a cool looking bike. It is. It's. A, it's a good, I like if, it. In fact, if you go onto the uh, Harley Davidson website, like they that. they do have that on there. It's it's on their sw- site already. Um, and as soon as it comes up, bikes and future vehicles. <coughs> Why do you say future vehicles, not just future motorcycles? Okay. So this is the uh, Bronx. They have different pictures of it here. And they're all shit pictures. I hate wow. when they do that. 
Right. Let's show you pictures of the bike, but none that you can really make it out. You know? Take them all in the dark. Let's make a dark pictures so you can show them what they <laughs> pretty looking engine. Sorry, to show the bike what it doesn't look like. It must be a vampire bike. It can't handle the light. Yeah. So anyway, so that's the that's the the Bronx. It's you know any specs on it? Nothing. They're releasing nothing about it except that it's going to have a 950. Right. It's going to have the 950 engine in. Okay, that's a spec. <laughs> and one pretty spec. much that's it. That's that's pretty much all they're telling you. All right, about now it. the uh, cross country bike. Well, let's let me see. Uh, any information about the Bronx? A 975cc Revolution Max liquid cooled overhead 60 degree V twin engine. Um, it's going to produce 115 horsepower, 70 pounds of torque. Wow! Fantastic. And there's going to be a bigger version with the 1250cc engine. That's the that's, Pan American. That's the, well, that no, well. There's talk of that uh, also going into this bike also as a larger version. That's that, At least that's what I'm hearing. Um, now, as far as it goes for the Pan America, which they've announced, which they actually have some pretty badass video of the Pan America in action. Really? Oh, my God. This bike, They put this bike through the paces, man. You, get, you better. They're beating the crap out of it. And it's a chain drive, which is really, that's... That's a far cry from what things that Harley Davidson has been doing in the past. So this bike is quite capable, I can tell you that. And people are questioning things like the weight of the bike. What's it going to weigh? And mostly, of course, they're also hinting at the, the price. What's it going to be? Yeah. I, I don't see this bike coming in any less than 21. But my guess is it's going to be closer to 26. Because they're going to price Because, look, it's a, it's a premium brand, right? They're going to price this thing right around what well, uh, that type that type of bike is. I mean, look at who's the their number one competitor. With BMW. That BMW. 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 That, they're going to price it in that same ballpark as the BMW. And you know, of course, we all know they're 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 passing along the R and D to the consumer on this. It's very, both bikes. It's very similar to uh, the GS. Yeah, I I think it's going to come in between like twenty four. 26. I want to know the specs on it. And I think the... Well, this one's got the 12... Uh, what did it say? The 1275? It looks the like 1250. looks like a big fucking gas tank, too. 76 cubic inch, 60 degree V-twin, 145 horsepower. Wow. With 90 pounds of foot torque. It's, All a, right. it's a monster. Yeah. That, that is ridiculous <laughs> yeah. horsepower for a motor. To put now, in perspective, the V-rod, which we all know how fast that bike was, 125 horsepower. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Now, the BMW... Uh, R1250 GS is producing 136 horsepower and 105 pounds of torque. So it's uh, the Pan America is, is, is comparable to the BMW. Um, I bet you the gas tank's like seven or eight pounds. That's, I, I, I bet you this thing's going to weigh seven or eight a gallons, shit I mean. ton. I don't know. That, there's People will ask me, well, how much is this thing going to weigh? Uh, I don't know. What's the GS weigh? Yeah. We, who knows? Do, look do, it we, up. Fi- do Tim, we find look out? Look it up. Somebody look it up. GS is pretty, but that GS is pretty uh, heavy, though. Yeah, oh, I've sat. We went out and yeah. sat on the GS. Yeah, Big fucking bike too, yeah, it is. and tall bike. Yes, it was very hard for me to sit on. It was hard for me to sit on. It's very tall. How heavy is the GS twelve hundred? You ready? Here we go. Seat height is thirty three inches. Wow. Uh, unladen, unladen, thirty five laden. Wait. Here we go. Wow, thirty. They're saying here. That it's coming in wet, let me see, at 564 pounds. Wow. It, the Harley is going to be heavy. 564. Yeah, but I think it's more top-heavy than anything. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, that's because of how tall the, those bikes yeah, are. Yeah. Dude, their that's ground the clearance is extremely well, high. Oh, it's got that top box. 
Yeah, of course. You think the top because they're meant still. for off-roading, so you can't have a bike that's low to the ground. Yeah, true. But the I think the Bronx will probably be coming in around four fifty, probably. Yeah, you know what? The Bronx might uh, get them into that market, and yet again, it always comes down to the one thing: pricing. If they price that too high, yep. everybody's just going to flock. To, they're going to flock right to Yamaha and Honda. I don't know. Uh, it's I, not I, that they're going to flock there. They're already there. Yeah. They're there. The question is, are you going to steal them? Yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I look at this bike and I go 14. I go 14K. That's what it's going yeah. to for. Yeah, I don't see that bike being really expensive. But what are we again, l- again, this is where they shuttle the R&D over to consumers. So I think a, they're going to try and my guess is if you're going to try and steal the sport bike market, or, sport bikes are cheap. Are cheap. They tend, well, not only are they cheap, but then sport bike companies do tons of rebates and shit like that. So it's like, you know, you take a $10,000 sport bike that you can buy for, you know, 8900 bucks, 8800 bucks all day long, brand new. Right. You know, even without walking and negotiating a discount. Yeah. So it's like, I, or whatever, you know, there's sport bikes that are twelve grand. But my point is, I feel like on this, if you're going to try and steal that market... You're not doing yeah. anything effective by going in and just immediately pricing yourself out of it because there's no comp- there's no competitive right. edge there. Exactly. Right, right. So they're going to have to, you know, it's one thing to be the best in your field in, in a market that you've already captured and then ask a premium price. You know, they've been in the c- traditional cruiser market the best for long enough that they can be like, yeah, we can be two grand more expensive than but everybody else. They can't else. do that with that kind of bike. They can't. No, well, they absolutely can't. You, you won't. You won't cut into it, at least. And that's what everybody is fearing, is that. Yeah, that they're going to price the f- it like over 20000 That's the first thing that anybody talks to who, any of the other podcasts, that, that when they get into discussion, that's the first discussion that they say. They're going to price themselves right out of market, right off the. If this thing is sixteen grand or more, then it's going to crash. It's going to be done. But And, and I have to agree. I, and just like you said, they've got to be, in order to be competitive, they have to be fourteen k or less. I'm also, yep. I'm also looking at this as, the, as like a stepping stone to the next level of what they're gonna do. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. It, you no, know, they might be going even further into that. Oh, that's all fine and well, but you still got to be competitive. No, I get that. I you get know, that. But like, find the comparable bike to that. I'm, I'm more on Honda or Yamaha. It's probably like eight or nine thousand or ten thousand dollars. And then if they come in and it's way above that, nobody's gonna bother. I'd be really interested. I, I want to know more about this engine. Well, it's basically a V-Rod engine for arguments. Pretty much. For, yeah. Oh, really? For all intents and purposes, it is. A V-Rod engine. Right? It's, it basically is. Basically. Yeah. At a, at a very watered-down level. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Ironically, yeah. Yeah, but the uh, the adventure bike, again, that one, I, I think. How um, I many gallon like tank is that? That's huge. It's probably a, a, probably a six-gallon tank, maybe seven. seven. Yeah. BMW to GS has a seven-gallon tank. Yeah. They, they, they did make some changes to it. I'm just by looking at it, I can see they made some changes to it from the original prototype that we saw. Uh, I can't tell from this picture, but... It looks like the back wheel is smaller than the front. Well, the, it usually is. Yeah, it's, but, but that's dramatic. I mean, even... I don't know. They're not showing Maybe a whole lot of pictures. Let me go to Harley's That's a design here. thing with the country, cross-country bus. I don't know why they do that. It's got to be a benefit to it for off-roading, that the, small, the back tire is slightly smaller than the front. It's all about handling off-road. Are they still showing? Yeah, see, because uh, they're one of the big thing. Yeah, see, they're not doing that anymore. <coughs> doing they, what? You, the original prototype design had the turn signals on the handguards 
on the bike. They've changed that now, and they've put the turn signals down below the fairing. And that was a big contention a lot of people were bitching about because you, if you're all riding off-road with this thing and you go through a, uh, a, some trip brush or whatever, they're going to beat the crap out of those things and you're going to lose your turn signals. So they, they heard that and they, mo- and they changed it. Uh, so they put them down below. And it's obviously they put a, um, the original design that they had had a real flimsy-looking uh, bash guard on the bottom. I like the and bash guard is, now. This is chunky now. This thing is pretty chunky. Oh, you better because I know those guys beat those fucking bikes up, man. The original design also didn't appear to have an adjustable windshield, and this one does. Cool. So that's a, that's a good thing. If I had and the it, money, I'd own that one, too. You know, and that's just it. It's like I'm getting to the point with my bike right now where I'm very close to paying it off. And I know I've always said I want to get the Sportster, uh, get the Roadster. And now I'm looking at this, I'm going like, I don't know. But then I have to ask myself, in this case, when am I going to do this kind of riding? Well, do you need to do do you need to do that type of riding to warrant owning it? True. No, exactly. No, this is this is a great uh, touring bike. Down by it's you, awesome. all those roads that we passed that I, uh, I always said I wish we could shoot off that, yeah. that sandy dirt road. Yeah. Bang! You got that? You can. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, but you can. But you can. <laughs> well, I could, but I'm not going to do too well. You know, this this is the kind of, the, the the Pan America is the kind of bike that you do. Uh, you do the, do the the, the, the Butler um, the, the, those you do butlers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the rich people are going to want you, you doing their butlers. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Butler is butler. <laughs> they the this discovery routes. This is where you do the back road discovery routes. Wait, this is the kind of bike you do that with. You know, up down in out in Utah. You know, Arizona, New Mexico. This is the kind of thing bike you use for that. Yeah. Or around the world. You know? Yeah, you can go on those like, guided tours with it. Yeah, exactly. You know, or you do uh, like a Ewan McGregor, Charlie Borman thing. That'd be great. I like to see. I don't know why. If they took those bikes, they should have freaking waited and used this bike instead of taking the live wire. Yeah. I don't freaking. I guess that maybe it, it's. Uh, to, was it, it going to be done quick enough? It strikes me as a promotional thing to try to push the the live wire and the electric bike market. And I would that. bet that a hundred percent. You know, and but I think they would have been better suited to take this. Yeah, I don't know. Probably wasn't done soon enough. No, no. <laughs> and you want to know why? Because they've been riding. They've been riding the GS bike so so, oh, yeah. so long. Oh yeah. And then the other one was the the, the, the Tigers. No, no, no. The, well. Charlie was always uh, sponsored by uh, uh, Triumph. So, like, I mean, and that's their preference too. But they just might be those kind of guy bikes. Like, they they look at Harley. Yeah. Like, man, I'm not gonna get a Harley. Actually, you know, you <laughs> McGregor has has had some nice things to say about Harley. If you, really? if yeah, if you saw the um, the last thing they did was that which was the long way down where they went from uh, John O'Brien down to the bottom. There was that one point where they were in Africa. We had some comments about what people think about Harley Davidson. And he's, basically, he just said people are mostly full of shit. So there's nothing, something about it. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here. There, there's nothing like getting on a Harley Davidson and putting your feet up and going. But you know, the people bashed out. But anyway. All right. So moving yeah, along. Whiny fucks. Yeah, of course. Are you going to talk about your trip? We're, we're going to talk. For, yeah. You know what? We can. Yeah. We know what? We'll do this. I'll tell you. I'll do a quick thing. Five things that you, you, you didn't know that Harley Davidson made. I want to hear this. You want to hear this? Five things that you did not know that Harley Davidson made. Pocket pussy. <laughs> the flashlight. And it makes the engine it makes the engine sound that every thrust. It makes the engine sound every time you thrust. 
they made the thing called the four car. <laughs> this is a, called a four car. Basically, you're you run her up to the Can-Am Spider. Harley Davidson's three first three wheel vehicle was the four car used for commercial delivery, lasting only three years. It was produced between 1913 and 1915. It was offered in only one model. The four car used a standard Harley Davidson twin cylinder chain drive motorcycle with front fork and front wheel rep and replaced with a delivery box. Wow. Looks like it was Over the two front wheels, just collector's level. Imagine how much money that's worth. Right? Uh, two front wheels connected to Holy the steering shit. wheel, steering head. The four car had a six hundred pound payload capacity and was used to deliver everything from mail to groceries. Wow! Look at that. Imagine if you had one today. How much do you think that'd be worth? Jesus! Wow! You find one. Wow! wow. Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Even they created the Worthington Overgreen lawnmower engine. In 1929, Harley-Davidson began supplying single-cylinder side-valve engines to the Worthington Mower Company to power their overgreen model lawnmowers. Wow. Charles Campbell Worthington invented the large commercial mower to cut grass on the newly emerging professional golf courses after the previous practice of using grazing sheep was oh deemed unsuccessful. God. And slow. Harley-Davidson <laughs> Harley <laughs> uncontrollable. Yeah. Hey, I'm cutting the lawn, honey. I cut the lawn. It would be back for dinner? Yeah, next week I'll be back for dinner. <laughs> yeah. Holding them by the tail. Uh, they supplied engines for Worthington throughout the Great Depression. Look at that. So they create engines for that. Number three, they created the utility car. Utility car. Based on the successful Model D golf car in 1965, Harley Davidson debuted the util car for the 1966 model year. Two models were produced, an electric version for use inside factories and a gasoline version for outdoor use. The utility car had a 750-pound payload capacity, and the gasoline version was capable of speeds up to 32 miles an hour. I wouldn't trust that thing. Holy crap. Miles an hour. 32. You make an abrupt turn, you're over. Yeah. yeah. It's like the uh, yeah, what's that, 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 that car that they drove over in Europe that, uh, oh, yeah, that, that they did on Top Gear all the time, yeah. The Robin, that, the Reliant Robin. Right, yeah, right. that's hysterical. Uh, five different cargo combinations were also available. Flatbed, steel cargo box, steak box, cargo steak box, and personal ca personnel carrier. It could also be ordered with an optional fiberglass cab enclosure. <laughs> oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, they also produced the LR-64 drone rocket engine. Damn. Wow. Beginning in the mid-1960s, AMF entered into the contract building small rocket engines for the U.S. military. Uh, the contract continued through the AMF Harley-Davidson merger era from 69 to 81 and beyond. The motor company produced the small LR-64 engine for nearly 30 years. The engine's purpose was to propel the AQM-37A supersonic target drone for the U.S. military. The drones Damn. were used to simulate incoming intercontinental ballistic missiles attacks from foreign aggressors in jet fighter training exercises. Wow. And they also produced the Tomahawk Boat. No shit. I heard it at Boat. The Tomahawk Boat Manufacturing Company in, in Tomahawk, Wisconsin, was purchased by Harley Davidson in 1961. How about they? Who knew? No shit. They yeah, bought a boat company. One. You have one of those, man. Harley Davidson continued to produce the Tomahawk boats until 1965, oh, cool. but the company had growing growing need for fiberglass manufacturing capabilities in order to supply golf car, server car, and sidecar bodies, as well as motorcycle fairings and saddlebags. No. For the boats, several different lengths and versions were producing, ranging from 11-foot fishing model to an 18-foot pleasure craft. Both inboard and outboard engines configurations were available as well. How's that? Look at that. It's like the five things you didn't know Harley-Davidson created. Damn. 
Pretty awesome, huh? We having a problem over there? Yeah. Like what? No. <laughs> uh, is your stuff missing? I was hoping they were going to at least like come out like rubbers. Not any rubbers? Yes. Harley Davidson rubbers. Black and orange Harley yes. Davidson rubbers. Yes. I don't think anyone would want to see that coming at him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Instead of ribs, you'd have tire tracks on it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That'd be funny. Oh my! Well, maybe not so much. Gives a whole new meaning saying I'm too tired. Yeah. Ah. No, they've killed people for less jokes than that. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, all right. So, I guess the, the big thing, the curiosity that's running around out there in the world right now is about my trip. The whole world wants to know. The whole, the whole world. world. Zimbabwe has been waiting Zimbabwe. with bated breath. They stopped talking to us. They're, they're, we're off their list right now. I think. Uh, well, you know, what, what we say to that. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, on November 1st, I loaded up the uh, 2003 Heritage Soft Hill. The Ted the, Glide. The, the, the Ted Glide, the, my, my sugar. And uh, I had probably, put it this way, my, my tour pack that I had on the back, the one that we used when we went to Americade, weighed probably 35 pounds. And then I had my little round pack. I put my uh, spacesuit in there. Damn. My right saddle bag was filled with my tools and oil and rags and things like that. The left saddle bag had my bike cover and my uh, no, my, my rain gear was inside my pack. Plus, I had my tank bag, which I had all my snacks in. So I had snacks for the trip, and uh, so I was loaded up. The bike probably gained uh, eh, maybe a hundred pounds. So, well. But it was nicely balanced, though. I will say that. Thanks to bungee cords and straps and tie-down stuff, the, nothing, nothing shifted. My cargo didn't move or anything like that. It was nice and, nice and snug. And I spent, prior to the trip, I spent about three or four days nearly in a row getting my mapping squared away and predetermining my gas stops. I got to tell you, man, you fucking nailed your trip down, man. I had it. You pretty I, much had it down to the letter. I had impressive. it down. Yeah, I had all my gas stops roughly between 140 and 150 miles that I was going to stop for gas. So I, my, I was going down in two days. That was the plan, and I was wasn't looking at it like I'm doing 600 plus miles the first day and 600 plus miles the second day. I was looking at it. I'm doing a series of 140 mile rides, and mentally, believe it or not, that works. Of course, it worked for me. Right. Yeah. So I. Like I said, I spent some time plotting out my course, figuring out which way I was going to go. And I can, I could do a whole entire podcast on programming your GPS and setting waypoints and all that stuff. I can get into a whole podcast just about that. And it's a major pain in the ass for one. Now, although on the program you have your map and your route all laid out on the screen, you see it fine. Send to device. And it sends it to the device. Now, in your mind, you're going, okay, the map is in there. All I got to do is select that route, and it will lead me to where I need to go, including all my waypoints, my stops for gas, or whatever, right? So, the answer to that is no, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> now, first I have to start off by saying... Uh, the SM, the Senna, SM, SMH, <laughs> pretty much, the SMH10, which we both have, um, it does not want to commute with, it doesn't want to talk to too many things at once. It's very <laughs> negative on that. It will talk to my phone, or it will talk to my GPS, but it won't talk to both. 
The GPS wants to talk it's to the jealous. phone. It's jealous. It's jealous. Now, the GPS wants to talk to the phone, but the phone's going, fuck you. I want to talk to the, uh, the headset. And it said, I'm going to talk to the phone. But the GPS says, I want to talk to you too. And it says, no, you can't. <laughs> so I opted to have the phone connected to my headset so I can make conversations and call, whatever. And I just watched the GPS, which I did regularly and followed whatever it was telling me to do. I left my house. It was 42 degrees. I left at 9 a.m. Got to Florida. It was 20. <laughs> You're not far <laughs> off. <laughs> That's fucked up. Too. It is. It was totally messed totally. up. Totally. Weather just went to hell on a handbasket. Now, when I left, I, I wore my, I had my uh, tobacco motorwear jeans on, and I had my chaps. Underneath my, I, I had a long sleeve jersey, long sleeve shirt, I should say. I had a, ver- a light hoodie on, and then I put my leather jacket on, and I wore my heavy heated gloves and my heated socks. The gloves and the socks were not turned on. I put my soft lowers on, which I got. I put those on, and off I went. As some people might say, off I fucked. All right? <laughs> and uh, full tank of gas, and I hit the road. I went to the Garden State Parkway to uh, 95, 195, and then I hit the Jersey Turnpike to head south. I stopped for gas. My first gas stop was just before I left Jersey at 97 miles, and the GPS did that right. Hey, pull in for gas here. Perfect! After I filled up, then I took off again, and I went over to Delaware Memorial Bridges for the first time, which I've never done on a motorcycle, which was an interesting experience, to say the least. Because it was windy. Well, it, it was a little bit. It was a little bit. But I was averaging, going down the park, uh, the, the turnpike, I-95, I- I'm averaging 65 and 70 the whole way. Uh, now, if to preface all this, as you guys all know, I had my bike worked on. I had some major work done. The bike got repaired. Yay. And the big question in, that was in my head is, is it good enough for the How bike? is the bike going to be now that it's had this work? I have to say, I almost want to go back to the Harley dealer and give the guy a big hug. Because the <laughs> oh, bike. You say more no. no. <laughs> I almost want to go. We thought yeah. you were going lower. No, we thought you no. were going a lot lower. <laughs> I wanted to get knee pads. Stop. Stop. Back to the- Easy. This reminds you of your Hooters trip. <laughs> Yeah, you have to go there. Old but roadside Ted. I wanted to give him a reach around. You mean, no. you mean the second floor of Hooters? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the bike was unbelievable. It was flawless. She ran like a dream, and I could, I I have nothing but beautiful things to say about it. It was Great. fantastic. That's the whole way it trip. should be, man. I you know I didn't use any oil and just nothing. The bike just ran like a top, but. Um, the first, in I, the first moment I knew I was going to have a problem was when I was on I ninety five. I'm in Delaware, and I knew I was going to turn off to take uh, Route one south and then three hundred one on the recommendation of several people who told me to take three hundred one. You'll bypass all the Baltimore, Washington D.C. crap. Okay, fine. I will do that. The first indication of trouble was when the GPS did not want me to get on Route one. It wanted me to keep going straight. But my first gas stop was on 301. So I'm like, well, the GPS keeps telling me to go straight, but I'm sorry, but I'm getting off at this exit where I need to. And that, from that point on, the GPS was tremendously pissed off for the next 10 minutes. like, good, I'm just going to tell you to go nowhere. No, it says, please make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. Make it turn here. Go this way. This, turn up, turn. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. And I canceled the navigation. And then I just set the navigation to my next rest, my first gas stop. Sorry, my second gas stop. And it navigated me there fine. Let me tell you about 301. 
if anybody tells you to take 301 anywhere, if you are not, if you are not on a schedule, if you got all the time in the world, fine, take 301. If you have a schedule, like I had to be at a hotel at, uh, I wanted to get there at a certain hour, don't take 301. Because I describe 301 as a shit sandwich. It's nice on this end, it's nice on this end, and it's shit in the middle. You had trouble on it? Trouble? I had, I lost two hours in traffic. When I came back from North Carolina, yeah. I hit no traffic on it. Dude, I you know why? And I realized it later. It's freaking Friday. <clears throat> I hit it right around oh, five, six. 3 o'clock oh, the, right. in the afternoon, and I caught it all at about rush hour when I caught it. So... I was I lost because speed limits anywhere between forty miles an hour and fifty five, back to forty five. So I lost a lot of time on three hundred one through that area. When I finally made it to two ninety five, which is the Richmond bypass, that's when I started making up time. I was averaging seventy two, seventy five miles an hour the entire way. And the further south I went, the colder it got. That's a low price. <laughs> <laughs> it. I, when I entered North Carolina, I had to put the spacesuit on. Wow. Crikey. I did. I, 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 wasn't, I only had, uh, going down, I had five gas stops. I turned it into six because I had to stop and put the suit on. Because I was, I was cold. I was freezing. <laughs> did you finally turn on the gloves and the socks? I turned on the gloves right after I got past Richmond. And here is where... It went bad because as I was halfway through North Carolina, I'm riding. Now, you, you got the gloves, and you look, and you can see the little green light on the back of your gloves. Green is low, yellow is medium, and red is, is high temperature. Um, the green light is on my left glove, and my right glove, there's no light. And I'm like, okay, maybe I must have shut it off. So I reach over there, and I put it down. I hold my finger down, and it doesn't come on, and it doesn't come on. My right glove stopped working. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Thankfully, I have the hand guards and I have heated grips. So they were cranked up all the way. And uh, my hands were not cold. I did turn my socks on. So my feet were warm. <laughs> I turned my socks on. I turned my socks on. You don't on. say that to all No, right? you don't. You don't, <laughs> say, you don't, <laughs> you don't, turn, you don't say that. Uh, I finally arrived at my hotel. Originally, I had planned and I had estimated that I would arrive at my hotel at 8.30. I pulled into the hotel parking lot at 10.20. That ain't too bad. Man. That ain't too bad. But the thing is, I, I wanted you kept, to, on, you kept on close to your schedule. I kind of, but I wanted to get to the Cracker Barrel that was right next door to the hotel. <laughs> and, uh, well, I Treat didn't. yourself. I wanted to treat myself. So after I checked in... To the hotel, which was under construction, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I put all my bags in the room, and then I got back on the bike, and I rode the quarter mile to the McDonald's down the street. Came back to the hotel. So uh, that was that. Next morning, and mind you, I had my TomTom action camera on my helmet and my GoPro on the handlebars. Did you record the whole trip? Kind of? I kind of did until... Uh, Saturday morning, which is the second day. First day was 686 miles. Okay. Second day, uh, when I departed, I took off, and I'm riding, I turn the camera on. I'm like, I usually hear the camera go, doo -doo -doo. <coughs> and I was like, well, let me try again. Nothing. I'm like, all right. Rest area comes up. I pull in. 
the back of the camera had fallen apart. It fell off. So my camera stopped Technical working. difficulty. It stopped, the camera stopped working. And it's, it's I don't know. Uh, I contacted TomTom, Tom and they said, you're, you're SOL because we don't make the camera anymore. So. so anyway, so that went into the bag, and I had my GoPro, and I did some co- GoPro videos along the way, and that's about it. But um, GoPro's good. GoPro's the, good. I started the second day with, again, with my uh, tobacco jeans, um, the chaps, uh, sweatshirt, long sleeve T-shirt, and my jacket, and not the heated gloves, but my autumn gloves, because it was 47 degrees when I left. Wow. And by the time uh, I got, I got when I got into Georgia, just uh, just south of Savannah, Georgia. You had to put your spaces on. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank God. Uh, the temperature was already in the 60s. That's good. Stuff. And by the time I got to southern, by the time I got to southern Georgia, I was I already took the chaps off. And I took the sweatshirt off, and now I just have my long sleeve shirt on and my jacket, and I put my summer gloves on. And uh, then uh, you know it was it was the temperature slowly started creeping up. I got into like it was in the seventies after I passed St. Augustine, Florida. And from that point on, it was just you know feet up on the highway. I took the uh, soft lowers off, put my feet up on the highway pegs, and I'm doing seventy five, just buzzing right along. Saw a lot of cool sights along the way, you know. Airplanes on the side of the road. Nice. Yeah, a lot of cool stuff. Um, but uh, getting, I got finally got to the resort in Isla Morada in the Keys at uh, nine fifteen p.m. And so I put in, you know, Again, basically, basically twelve hours, like twelve hours. I did the second day. Wow! And that was six hundred and seventy miles. The second day, uh, the only time that we t- I took the bike out after that while we were down there was uh, on the fo- that Monday. Uh, my wife and I got on a bike and we went down to the Key Deer Park down on Big Pine in the Keys. And we did about 150 miles that day, just doing a lot of riding around. Went to dinner and stuff. And it was freaking hot because they were having an unusually warm um, week that week. We were in the mid 80s down there. Yeah, so we were, it was a little warm. Yeah, not here. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, all the, all the hot air was pushed down there. It was all down there. And uh, after that, uh, it was just, uh, it, I just parked it, really, and I didn't use it the rest of the week. Uh, I left Yeah, you the, really didn't move much because all the pictures you sent were the same beach at the same spot at the same time. <laughs> nothing moved. That's called relaxation. Yeah, that's called Wait, a relaxation. Look, a boat went by. Yeah. We, uh, we, we did a tremendous amount of relaxation this time. You know, we did a, uh, we did a snorkel cruise on a 65-foot sailboat, which was a lot of fun, which is awesome, which we've done before. But uh, the trip back, I decided to break it up into three days rather than do it in two. And so I was averaging, it was right around, it was, see, four, uh, it was like about 430 miles the first day. Second day was 450, and the last day was like 462. Well, that's good. But. So you went up to Jacksonville first day. I did. First day, I stopped in Jacksonville and I stayed with our, uh, our stepbrother the first day. Uh, the, the thing about the first day back. I left at uh, like 10.30 in the morning, and there was some clouds, and there was, they said there was a 30% chance of rain. I'm like, eh, 30% chance is nothing, right? We, we riding that. Right? It's nothing. So, uh, again, uh, I this, made the— But this is Florida. When it rains This is Florida. Florida. <laughs> and it downpours in Florida. So I decided, yeah. well, I, like, like, again, th- I decided to follow the GPS from, <laughs> uh, from point to point rather than doing full trip. I do point to point. So first gas stop. First gas stop was going to be on the Florida Turnpike, which goes around Miami. If you look at it, it goes around Miami. So there's tr- a lot of 
road construction going on down there. It's a freaking nightmare with all the construction and traffic cones and detours this way, that way, that way. And this is on the Florida Turnpike. But following the GPS, I guess the GPS was confused also because it took me through Miami. <laughs> Instead of around it. And I went uh, on some roads. I mean, I was doing 70, but I was headed, and I was headed the right direction, but not on the road that I wanted. And uh, I saw some dark clouds headed my way. Well, you know, down Florida, that's, I always remember that. No, it's but the problem. It's been long since I've been there, but I always remember, like, at least one time a day, there's always a dark cloud that ran for, like, five, ten minutes. Well, this dark away. cloud went on for as far as the eye could see. Oh, really? Yeah, so that was a problem. And I ended up getting on uh, I-95, where I-95 actually begins. And uh, the moment I turned onto I-95, it started to rain. And I still had my leather jacket on and my uh, tobacco jeans. And within five miles, it was a torrential downpour. It was AmeriCade rain. Wow. I had AmeriCade rain for three hours. Wow. I finally found an overpass that I could pull under and put my rain suit on. And then it stopped raining. And no, no. At that, at that, well, raining. at that point, like I said, uh, I it was about a half hour's worth. But then I had beyond that point, I had about two and a half hours more of rain. Did you did you record the uh, seven mile bridge? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I have I have, I have video of that. That's cool. Though. And then uh, we went. Uh, let me see. Well, so then the rain did finally stop, and then I got to Jacksonville and I hung out there with uh, with with, our, with Craig. And then the next, you know what? There's a spider web of roads around Jacksonville. Fortunately, there's a ring road. To, uh, I think it's called 495 that goes around Jacksonville. You can bypass it. But if you're going through Jacksonville, it is a spider web of roads. Uh, Sunday, uh, sorry, Sunday morning when I left, I was the only person on the road out of Jacksonville. There was nobody on the road. I was wondering what was going on. It was weird. Uh, but I got to um, uh, South Carolina. I was coming up on south of the border. Nice. Ah, it's up to the board. Yeah, and I figured, you know what? Let me, now, <laughs> mind you, I had been talking with to John from Loud Pipes Podcast, and I said, you know, we decided we were going to meet up, and and we were gonna, we were going to meet up before I got, uh, to my, before we got to my hotel, and then we we're going to go we we're going to go to dinner, and we're gonna, just me. I've never met the guy, so I call him up. I said, John, look, I'm like three miles from south of the border. I'm going to stop. I want to take some pictures and use the bathroom. He goes, I just left south of the border. So he turned around and came back and met me at South of the Border. I took some pictures, as you saw. You saw them, but I took a picture. And then the two of us rode from there two hours to my hotel in Wilson, North Carolina. And we went to the Cracker Barrel, had some dinner. Nice. And um, the hotel was crap. It was a red roof inn. Hey, the, shower, the shower head was broken and was spraying water all over the walls. <laughs> That's epic. And even better, they mounted the people who worked on it. They mounted the shower curtain too high, so the shower curtain just basically hung down out because it was one of those curved shower curtain rods. So it hung straight down, but would not hang inside the tub. So no matter what you did, <laughs> water's going inside the tub and spraying up the ceiling. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm taking a shower. Man. Not my place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right? So uh, I woke up the next morning. I was all itchy. Well, that's not a good sign. No, that's not a good sign. So I was a little concerned, and the itch persisted for a few days. You got cooties. I don't know what it was. I got cooties. Bed bugs. You got bed bugs. You yeah. got, you got fucking, oh, believe, uh, believe me, I was freaking out about you that. You got the red roof herpes. I was freaking out about that. So um, <laughs> They're never going to be our sponsor. So I, I went I went back. I went the first look. I don't know what the hell's going on with that room, but I, this, 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 and this, and I'm freaking itchy as hell. 
And you're like, oh, okay, we'll take care of that. Yeah, well, you're not going to take care of the itches. But, um, yeah, what happened in that room was Bambi got gang-banged by... Uh, <laughs> what, you need, what you needed was this red, this yeah. blue light. <laughs> I needed a black light is no, what I needed to do. That, then you would have not, you would have left. <laughs> yeah, I was... <laughs> You would have left, you are so but crazy. it would have looked like a fucking murder scene. Every <laughs> fucking wall <laughs> ceiling, everything. <laughs> it would have, it would have been like a sperm bank. Yeah, yeah. you would have seen invisible animals. <laughs> yeah, that itch you felt was actually a little sperm looking for the egg. That well, they uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's nasty. Now, wow. <coughs> actually, what I, I I thought about it later, and I determined it. Well, it, it, it's a it's a hotel that welcomes pets. So you can bring your pet there. Obviously. I have a feeling that somebody had their dog there that had fleas, and they were in the okay, bed. Okay, go with the flea thing. Uh, it makes <laughs> me feel better, better thinking the, that. Right? It makes better me feel better. than the jism and herpes thing. Yeah, or bed bugs, you know. <laughs> so um, I got on the road uh, the next morning at the... Uh, should have bro- brought a hammock with you. I, sh- I should have just slept in my clothes on the floor, for God's sakes. But I got on the road at quarter to nine that, uh, that uh. morning. And I decided going back, um, you know, lesson learned. Uh, I decided going back that I was just going to take 95 all the way, and I wasn't going to go 301 coming back. And there is the the 495 ring road that goes around Washington, D.C., which was fine. And then there is the 695 ring road that goes around Baltimore. Um. I hit traffic as soon as I neared Washington. As expected. I hit traffic, and I found myself at one point sitting still on 95. And I'm like, crap. I expect it. Yeah, it's par for the course. You know, and then uh, when I finally got around that, the GPS says, turn here. I'm like, okay, turn. So I turned. And I, I shouldn't have listened to it put because it put me on this traffic. other. It did, I was not on 95. It put you I was in slums. Uh, almost. I was on a highway that resembled the Garden State Parkway. And I was oh, like, well, this can't be too bad. We're moving, we're moving, we're moving. We're stopped. Crap. And then I followed straight. And then I was coming up to 695. But the GPS came. If you go straight, you'll be on I-95 in five miles. I'm like, well, great. Because 695 is going to take 20 more minutes. I'm like, shit. Let me just keep going straight. So I did. There was road construction. It went down to one lane. And we're going through this construction zone. I had barriers on both sides of me. I'm going about 10 miles per hour. I've got a truck behind me. Not, not like a pickup truck, like a semi-truck. <laughs> you had no room to lane split a little bit? No, 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 no. And the road was tremendously bumpy. And eventually we got past the construction, and I was on that for another 10 minutes. Now you figure 10 minutes at 70 miles an hour. How far? How much ground are you covering? Quite a bit. Uh, finally got back on I-95, and I was like, thank you. But uh, I finally got back to my house. I pulled in my driveway and parked in the Ted Shed at 525. So I made good time coming back. And I even stopped for gas, pee breaks, and a little lunch on the way back. Nice. Now, the question I was asked later, would you do it again? Uh, I would. I would do it again. I would probably reconsider my route down i might i might go like take 13 down and go across the chesapeake bay bridge zone you know make a more but would you would you make would you make it a three-day trip like you did on the way back i like the three-day thing that's what i'm thinking i like the three-day thing because it gives you a little more relaxed look 
six, look, I, I had no problem doing the 680 miles. I, I was fine. I was fine with that. I think the only thing that made it difficult was the temperature. So if it wasn't 40 freaking degrees, yeah. I would have been fine. I mean, if it was in the 50s or even... God, if it was even the 60s, please. That makes it a hassle because then you got to dress and you got to Well, that's just it. I don't up. like riding all bundled yeah, up. Yeah, right. So it gets I annoying. hate that. Exactly. Were you beat up and exhausted and No, tired I wasn't. And sore? I was not. I was, I was concerned about that, but I was not. And I had said to myself at the self? end. Self? I said self. <laughs> self, I says. At the end of the first day, because I, I remember, at Chris, I had asked you if you wanted to go. Yeah, I would have loved that. And you would have hated it. By the end, by halfway through the first day, you might have stopped and came back home because I know your seat's uncomfortable, you said, right? I got a new seat. So you you would have been in severe pain. But my seat's... We're super- sitting sideways on my seat. We're like sitting CBD sideways. <laughs> I sit sideways. But you would have been and freezing. I get, and I get, the, I get the flow, the blood flow on my cheeks, and then I'm golden. <laughs> but you would have been freezing your ass off. You would have been freezing your ass off. Yeah, because I don't have the lowers. And you don't um, have the I don't windshield. Have a windshield. Yeah. You oh, I have a windshield well. now. Just to do some corrections. Now. So, but yeah, I, I mean, I would. Yes, I would do it again. I would. I, I, I would like do I said, it with you. I would. I would just maybe change. Either, either I change the time that I leave so I don't connect with rush hour traffic on three hundred one, or I just go a completely different route going down. I don't know. I tell well, you, why what, not go wide and go inland more, and then that's what down. was one that suggested was to take the. Uh, Route 70, go west on 70, and then grab 81 south, and then another road. But I did that, and it would add like an hour of riding. And I'm like, you had an eh, hour eh, of traffic anyway. Exactly. What's the yeah, exactly. Good point. Right? I had an hour of traffic anyway, so what's the difference? Well, you know, I tell you, but you know, one of the things I found great pleasure in is nothing like going 75 miles an hour, 72, whatever, and you got your feet up on the highway pegs, and you're just cruising. Yeah, and it's comfortable. And you're just listening to the music. It's comfortable, you're cranking man. out miles. I, you know, I didn't have to worry about trucks too much. Yes, there were trucks on the road. Ah, you didn't get that, whatever. But it wasn't that much of a problem. It cool. really wasn't. You know? Cool. I, I didn't have to worry about cars. Only one instance where I was on 95 going heading south where somebody was changing lanes, but I was already there. And they kept coming over and coming over. And I started blowing the horn and blowing the horn and blowing the horn. I start, they didn't see me or hear me. Until I started flashing my headlights. Then they knew me. They knew I was there. You know. <gasps> freaking pay attention. You know? So that's my trip. That's what it's all about. And I look, I look forward to making more long trips. And we've even been invited to go to Sturgis in, in, in 2020. By We're who? going. Huh? By who? Uh, several people. Uh, well, clowny guy? What? The clowny guy. Well, yes. Well, the clowny guy. Yes. Yes. Uh, Huffy the clown. Huffy the Total fucking brain fart. Total fucking brain fart. Clowny guy. I meant to guy. say Huffy, and I'm like, clowny guy. Uh, yes, Huffy. Uh, Gloria Struck has, has, has asked us where we're going. Also, um, John and the guys from Loud Pipes, are they are going, and they've asked us to join them. And, of course, um, uh, you know our, our, our good friend uh, over at the V-Twin blog. No, Larry, we'll yeah, Larry Marshall, like he's invited us to, to go out there also. So Let's go. It's, the, it's the 80th. It's in August. It's the 80th uh, edition of Sturgis. Cool. We're going. And uh, if you want to go, I'm, 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 I really want to go. It's We're just going. a matter of getting the t- uh, having the what, time what, to do it. What month is that? It's in August. August. It's the first week. First week. So I'm looking at, uh, I'm riding out. Uh, if, if I can go, I'm hoping I can. I'm working on it. It's a three-day ride out. 
because you're not going to do two days because that's 800 miles a day. And no, thank you. No. So it's going to be a three-day thing. <laughs> I've never seen a phone fly that far. So fucking yeah, tired. You got some good distance phone. on that thing, man. Yeah, I got so fucking tired of that phone. So there you go. So that's the that's the trip, and uh, that's about it. Uh, any questions or comments? Questions? No. No. Nope. You got a chance to relax. <gasps> You've had a chance to relax. Yeah. I said you got the chance to relax. I did. Yeah. I did tremendously. Then it was worth it. It yeah. was very. It sounded like it. you enjoyed the ride, and it I wasn't did. And you didn't get beat up about okay, it. Okay, no. now now here's the question: What did it cost you in gas overall? Good thing you should ask me that. I I retained all my receipts, and I didn't total them up, but I spent roughly two hundred and sixty dollars in gas. Wow, not That's cheap. Not bad. You know you can fly there for like ninety bucks. <laughs> uh, you could. You could. That's no fun. You could. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. And the total total distance traveled 3,279 3, miles. Nice. nice. Total distance. So traveled. you went from here all the way up to California. Pretty much. So now you got to get your bike worked on again and get a service done. Yeah, I have to. I got to do the oil change. You're I got to right. do uh, <laughs> transmission and uh, primary fluids going to get changed. Got to rotate your tire. Oh, I know what I wanted to mention to you. What's the, I, I, for the life of me, my brain is blocking. I don't know what it's called. That little thing on the front of the bike, it's about this big. It's down towards the bottom in the front. Voltage regulator. Voltage regulator. Voltage regulator. So I stopped for a rest stop on the way back. I'm in North Carolina somewhere, and I come, back, I come out of the store, and I can walk it up to the bike. I'm going, what the hell is that hanging from the front of the bike? I'm like, what the hell? I go over there. The bolts that hold the voltage, voltage regulator in came out, and the voltage regulator was hanging, just dangling. Wow. That could have been a problem. That could have been a problem. A huge problem. Yeah. So I went back inside uh, to the convenience store I was at, and they just happened to have zip ties. So I bought some zip ties, and I zip tied it back up. Well. And I don't know why they would have fallen out. but That's uh, smart. I bet you 10 to 1 that zip ties will last longer. Because <laughs> they're not going to vibrate loose. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I'll am gonna. i have to go to the dealer and the parts and get the... Especially uh, if you put a thread lock on it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, what I'm going to yeah. do. I'm going to. I'm gonna <laughs> definitely gonna do that now. I need twist ties. Uh, well, yeah, twist, put, th- put thread lock on a twist ties. <laughs> but yeah, I have to go get new bolts and I'll put the uh, I'll put the thread lock on it. So, but that, that's the only that's the only issue I had with the bike the entire time. That's awesome. Sounds like you had a great ride, then. Yeah, man. I was averaging forty-seven point three miles per gallon. That's pretty fucking good, man. On an old bike. Not bad for and, a... Well, and considering that you've got about, would you say, 100 pounds extra weight than you normally yes. would? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And my... Count, uh, counting, not counting the luggage. Yeah, not counting... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> not counting the luggage. All the clothes you had on. My... Um, yeah, like if you didn't have all that luggage, your, your bike probably would have broke 50. Probably. I was doing so good on that thing, man. But I'll tell you what, the, my windshield, I had to, every morning I had to clean the windshield because it looked like, oh my God, it was like, like a death zone. All kind of splatters and what have you on that. Just imagine, yeah. just imagine if you're like me and don't have that windshield. That would have been all on you. Man, no thank you, dude. <laughs> Holy crap. The, uh, now, the Scorpion helmet was great, but here's something I interested, I noticed about this. <coughs> the Scorpion helmet has what, uh, what they call a chin skirt. Yeah. You can put the chin, skirt, so the chin skirt on so the wind doesn't blow up and hit your chin. Right. Which is great. Which worked really wonderfully. But the problem with that is... I didn't put the windscreen, the face shield on that had the pin lock in it. 
Mm. The pinlock is the one that keeps the foot falling. Right. Down. And that so what I was told you I have to install on my helmet to stop the fogging. That's what was happening to me. I'm riding as I, I further south I was getting, like it was getting colder, and I could see, you could see the fr- frost was building up on the inside of the windscreen, the face shield inside. And I'm like, I kept having to crack it open just a little bit. I eventually pulled out the, uh, the chin skirt just so that air would get up there and keep it from fogging uh, yeah. up. But aside from that, man, everything else was awesome. I'll, I would definitely do it again. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, do we have any other business to cover? I don't think we do. Uh, Gold Star Ride Foundation. Look, uh, chip in. Help those guys out. They help the families of fallen uh, soldiers and everybody. Yes, do it. So do that. Do and, um, Scorpion helmets, man. Like I said, there you go. Get yourself a Scorpion helmet. It produ- it'll do everything it needs to do for you. It'll and take you down to Florida. It'll take you down to Florida and back. Yes. All right. And get yourself a Harley Davidson because it'll take you down to Florida and back too. Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. He said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, by the way, I did have Woody on the bike with me and Buzz. Oh, wonderful. I had Woody and Buzz on the bike, and I took no pictures. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you should have had, had it where uh, Woody was holding on to Buzz's That Yeah, I know. You, you know how many trucks I saw with that? <laughs> I saw at least a dozen trucks going down I-95, one way or the other, and they all had a Woody and a Buzz on the back of the truck, holding, like, like in a movie. Because I was running all the time. <laughs> because you're watching Pixar movies. <laughs> I do have a couple interviews coming up. I don't want to reveal who just yet because it hasn't been confirmed. So we'll see. All right. Very right. good. Anything you guys want to add before we hit the road here? No. Nope. Nope. Welcome back. And glad you yeah, welcome ride. back. And I'm well, glad that ride turned out to be fantastic. And we are going to do, uh, you know, the winter Tell time is here. Go. Yeah. All right. So, okay. and that's it. All right. So I am Ted, the host. <laughs> that's, the, that's the ending. Ah! See, if that's your ending. I don't end, have my sound if, if that's the ending sound for the podcast, you can't use that for your sound anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Hi, right, I'm Ted, uh, your host, uh, here in the V Twin Cafe. <laughs> and I'm joined here with Timbuktu, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris the Joker, nip fussy nipples. And of course, our good friend, Justin Brown, for Morgan Harley Davidson. Anything you guys want to add before we leave? No, you're done? Good? Nope, Fine, no shut up. Stuff. Touch the, um, Tim, anything to say before we leave? Ride like nobody sees you. Chris, anything you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found somebody who wants to build a fuck tracker for us. A fuck tracker? Remember you keep track of your fucks? I went totally dirty with that thought for a split second. I'm like a fuck tracker. Okay, so you're a, you're a, you're a little low fuck today. Tracker. A little low today. Yeah, yeah. Only 15 today. You can only you can you can after pizza. On. Yeah, after pizza, yeah. I kind of lost it. <laughs> fuck tracker. No, no, not not your personal life, fuck tracker. Your your words tracker. Be pretty poor. <laughs> he, <laughs> got, he, got six, talk, he got it six. He got six months ago, but he's never fucking used it. You can use it at that Hooters upstairs. Yeah, yeah. There you go. You guys, did you guys go to East Brunswick yet to find uh, out? Oh, uh, yeah. We got, I forgot all about Hooters this. We're going to go Hooters. meet her. Yeah, okay. What was her name? Uh, I want to say Sarah, but I might be wrong. Jasmine. No, but we know what she looks like. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Justin, anything right. you want to add before we leave? Yeah. No. All right. Okay, boys and girls, thank you very much for joining us here on episode 220. And uh, remember, uh, <laughs> we say tremendously stupid crap so you don't have yeah. to. Yeah. So, so enjoy it. Stop complaining about it.
Don't touch it with the stick. 